0: I just have something to share um, with you guys. <clears throat> you have to know me when when Scarlett called me. I don't know a couple weeks ago and said, "I want you to come for my birthday. We have my birthday." <laughs> then that dreaded next sentence, and we want you to do something at the church. We'd like you to share. So Rhonda's not really a sharer, <laughs> but they think I am. So here we go. If it's bad can blame the pastors, <laughs> but I'm really, really happy to be here with you guys, not just because it's Scarlett's birthday, but I love y'all, and um, I feel very safe in this place. Um, you guys are kind of like an extended family for me, and um, I love it every time I come here and think of you all, all the time, um, how fun it is just to be here with you, and and you're in my heart. So just know that. And uh, I'm really happy that Dan and Marta Lewis are here today. Um I've known them for a very, very long time. Too long for us to count. And I haven't seen them. I think it's been like seventeen years or something crazy. The last time I saw them was in Hungary and Romania and um where they Travel back and forth too. So used to live there. So anyway, we go back a long way. Have quite a history. But I want to talk to you just a little bit about my history, and um, but not stay there because life has moved on, right? And life is better now. (laughs) But um, I was um, well. Um, we'll go all the way back. I was born and raised in a Christian home and um brought up in the church and my grandmother actually was one of the first um lady, I guess, tent revivalist with the Church of God back in the nineteen twenties. She had her own tent and she was quite a rebellious one. Um she did what she wanted to and and didn't care what anybody thought and um but it, it worked out really well for her. So my my heritage is With the church and, um, growing up, always singing around my grandmother's piano with my cousins, with my aunt playing along. And, um, so, uh, I've, uh, somebody asked me one time, when did you start singing? I said, I don't know. I just always did. And, um, uh, yeah, that's true. They made us. So uh anyway, coming up along and in, in um the church and and then of course um always just wanted to be in the min- part of the ministry. Um then uh went to Rama. Actually, um my brother was playing in a bass guitar in the group that David was in. Called Faith's Creation. So I've actually known David longer than I've known Scarlett, which is really crazy. And Scarlett and I are just about now the same age as our children. So it works out really well, right? Yay! We started going backwards. You get to a certain age and you start doing the minus, just subtract the years. We're not going to, you know. But um, I will say though, if I am anything, any anything close to Jerry Horton, even when I'm seventy or eighty, I'm going to be thrilled because she's she's just something else. I love her. I have I've known her, I guess as long as I've known David and I told her the other day you she's always been her. She never wavered from her. And she said what she wanted to and she always she well she generally was right. I don't ever I don't ever know when she wasn't right. And um anyway, I just I love her. I just I love her so much. And she knows her authority in the word and you'd have to at 22 when the doctor tells you, you're going to die, so just go home and die. And she said, no, I'm not. And met with God in her hospital room. Amen. Yeah. And then all the stories that I've heard over the years of, you know, where she just said, uh-uh. And and that authority in the word that she knew and had in her heart just came out of her mouth all the time. So anyway, I, I just, I honor you. I love you. So anyway, I went to Rhema and met a man and, um, you know, back then they called it Rhema Bridal Training Center. And so I met a guy and we got married and, um, had children, lived, uh, married for 24 years. And in the midst of, of that, things happened and I had to, you know, go through a divorce, which is never a fun time, even when it's, you don't have any other choice. But Psalm 57, I was at my cousin's house in Virginia, and knowing what I was finding out, and um, different things happening, and didn't know, have any idea what I was going to do. And I, it was one of those moments which I've never, I've never done this again. I opened my Bible, and it's like you know, people will open their Bibles and they'll go like this and read the scripture. Well, I've never, I never had done that, but I opened my Bible and it fell open to Psalm 50, fifty-seven, and I'm going to read it in the Passion translation. It says, please, God, show me mercy. Open your grace fountain for me, for you are my soul's true shelter. I will hide beneath the shadow of your embrace under the wings of your cherubim until this terrible trouble is past. I will cry out to you, the God of the highest heaven, the mighty God who performs all these wonders for me from heaven. He will send a father's help to save me. He will trample down those who trample me. He will always show me love by his gracious and constant care. I am surrounded by these fierce and brutal men. They're like lions just wanting to tear me to shreds. Why must I continue to live among these seething terrorists breathing out their angry threats and insults against me? Lord, you be exalted as you soar throughout the heavens. May your shining glory be seen in the skies. Let it be seen high above all the earth for they have set a trap for me. Frantic fear has overwhelmed. But look, the very Every trap they set for me has sprung shut upon themselves instead of me. Now I didn't know what 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 all was going to happen. I had no idea. Um, I I um, was just kind of in the shock of finding out information and and you know knowing that I was going to have a divorce, and um, didn't didn't know that there was a bit of a trap that was set for me. But I found out later that there was. And um, so through the whole couple years where, you know, I was uh, walking through the divorce and in, in the state of South Carolina, you have to be separated for a full year from someone before you can even file for a divorce. So it was a it was a long, long time. And uh I would go back to this scripture and I would think, I I, I don't I, I think it's going to be OK. And then I would read this and be like, hmm but the very trap yep the very trap yeah there was a trap set for me but you know what it did it did exactly what the scripture says which is a terrible thing but the trap that was set for me caused him to be out of the world um, which was which was a terrible thing and not anything you'd ever wish for for anyone but praise the lord for the mercy of god and he's had a moment with god and he's in heaven so that's a wonderful thing but my heart, oh, God, is quiet and confident. Now I can sing with the passion of your wonderful praises. Awake, oh, my soul, with the music of his splendor song. So that CD that I made that you guys play around here sometimes, all those old hymns on that CD came to my remembrance when I was going through all of this stuff. So I would sit on my front porch swing, and some days it was just overwhelming and I would sit on my front porch swing and I would sing because that's all I could do. And a lot of those hymns on that CD are what I sat and sang. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord. Yep, mm-hmm. You got me. You've got me. I'm going to trust you. Um a, a long, a long long time ago, I made another CD, which is not out now, but um Leaning on the Everlasting Arms was on it. And I'm telling you, when you're in a spot... Where you do, you don't know what to do, you don't know what's coming next. The safest place is in His arms. So I would sit and just wrap myself up in His arms and sing to myself. So it it all um, came to an end, and um, like I say, life went on. My children, everything's good. My my my. My son today is a men's pastor in Texas and my daughter is doing really well and uh of course she lives out there because my son and his wife have children so left mother and went to the babies which is great. So um anyway, I want to um I just I want to talk to you about trusting God because when you're in the midst of a situation and you don't know what's going to happen the next day um when you're in a spot where you don't have any money and you can't go buy a gallon of milk at the grocery store unless you call your mama. And, you know, I was an adult. My kids were adults. My kids, my son was 20. My daughter was 18. Um, you have to trust God. You have to believe what he says in his word is the absolute truth. No matter what it looks like on the outside. No matter what. Phone calls you're getting from people that you thought were your friends and now they're questioning everything about you. When you hear from people that, you know, you've known for years and years and they were always your friends until now. And now they're not your friends anymore because you had to divorce your husband. So you have to trust God, right? Do you trust him? Do you believe what he says is absolutely true? So Psalm 46 one says, God, you're a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in the time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. And he was always there. Now, some days were tough, you know, some days were really tough. Um, I will tell you, there was one one time and I, I don't know if it was an open vision. I don't know. Um. I've never had the experience again, but I remember um, I, I felt like I had uh, well, just finding out you know information all the time. You, like you just don't want to know any more information about someone. And then, so I'm driving down the road, and my my daughter called me on the phone, and she was upset and crying because of something that had happened. Well, you you make my kids cry, and that's a problem. You know, so um, I called my I called my sister-in-law and I called her and, you know, of course, I was crying because my daughter was crying. And so I drove up into my brother's yard and before I got out of my car, they have it like a circular driveway and I drove up to get out of the car. And, you know, those big scissors that old timey like the old timey big scissors with the black candles and, you know, you would find them in like an old school room or something. All I know is that a ribbon dropped out of heaven or the sky and had a pair of those scissors on the end of that ribbon, and it went snip, snip, and at that very moment, my heartstrings were cut completely from that man, so I was able to walk through everything, keep my kids secure. Without being emotional. And you know, people would come to me later and say, how did you do that? I don't know, except that the spirit of God said, I'm going to fix this for you. So it turned around. And then when he, he was diagnosed with HIV, um, in December of 2006, he called me to tell me about it in a panic and out of my mouth, which I've never shared this publicly, out of my mouth came take a deep breath I'll help you and I'll protect your dignity. And from that moment on I became the the go between between his family and the doctors overseas and was on the doctors on the phone with the doctors all the time um for he he passed in September of of 2007. So he lived for 9 months after that the diagnosis and um and all I can say about that is people don't die from AIDS today, but you don't lie to the Holy Ghost and you don't, you don't pretend and you don't say you're one thing and you're really another. So anyway, he went to heaven, which is a wonderful thing. The last two weeks of his life, my daughter and I were with him and, um, uh, it, it, it worked out to be a wonderful thing for him. Um, but, Anyway, being able to walk through that with him, being strong, using my authority as a believer, you know, knowing that God was with me and that he was my safe place and he was my safe refuge and I trusted him completely. Um, it was, it was, a, it was a wonderful thing. So a little later, oh, I don't know, maybe, um, well, actually, yeah a couple years later I had done some some singing with um the Daystar singers um of uh, joni's a good friend of mine, and so I had done several of their conferences with them and one of the last ones i did uh when we when we had, when we spread seas ashes um scarlet actually um did his funeral with me and my kids just just us to, to, to spread his ashes down in Panama City because that's kind of where we started and when Scarlett and I were just little girls. <laughs> so, yeah, so we went, uh, we went out to do that and my, my kids were able to hear the story of her when, um, Steve helped her and, uh, she was a crazy wild University of Alabama sorority girl and, um, and he helped her and, you know didn't leave her she was already saved, but just saw something in her and and then um another friend of ours who was with us that um took us out on the boat, they were able to hear a wonder you know wonderful stories about their dad, so that was a really good thing but dear when we did it, um when we spread the ashes um, my uh There were three dolphins that came up to the boat and they, they stood up. Like you remember that? They stood up and it was kind of like Flipper came to the, to the thing. It was just crazy. They stood up and, you know, did a little dance or whatever and just swam away. And we were all just kind of like, wow, like it was just amazing. And the peace of God just stayed right there with us and on my kids and they've been walking in that peace ever since, which is miraculous because my son, um it was a tough it was a tough call for him. He dreamed about um always being in ministry with his dad and going overseas and you know, he had made trips. Dan and Marta remember him They can't believe how old he is now either, but they, but they remember him coming over and, you know, the humanitarian aid that we did and all that stuff we talked about a little while ago. Um, So those dreams were dashed for him and he, he got really angry and, um, and my daughter was just, uh, had always been daddy's girl and, and now that her life had changed. So, but walking through all of it and um you know Jonathan was able to go see his dad before he died and actually took his then girlfriend over to to meet him and she became his fiance while they were there which was really awesome steve was able to get out of the hospital and and uh, uh that was really cool and see view the or filmed the proposal for him and everything, and then my daughter and I went over and and uh yeah, in paris paris, France it was her lifelong dream to go to Paris, so Jonathan took her to Paris, and their life's been pretty crazy and romantic ever since he's pretty he's pretty fine like that, but anyway, it all worked. What I'm trying to say is it all worked, and if you trust God with everything you have no matter what it looks like, no matter what people are saying about you, no matter all the things that are coming. But if you trust him and you put your trust in him and you believe what his word says, no matter what everybody else says, it works. You know, life is not a peach. You don't get saved and it's not like, oh, good, now we're just going to float around till in glory until, mm -mm." no, because the devil hates you. He'll do everything he can do, everything he can do, and he'll use people the very closest to you to do what he can do to get you off track. Right? But if you trust God and if you hang with him and you stay under his shelter, and how do you do that, man? I'll tell you how I did it. I sang all the time. I mean all the time. have praise and worship going in my house would go outside and sit on my swing and sing, would drive somewhere and sing all the way where I was going. But I kept the worship of the Lord in my heart. And it was a safe place for me. And I believe it caused my children to also come along the way they did without any hatred in their heart. Um, you know, they they both did well with their dad before he passed. And uh, it, it was just a beautiful time. But in Psalm 62 and verse five says, I am standing in these are these are so the Psalms are so wonderful to me because I feel like I've lived in them. I'm standing in the absolute stillness, silent before the one I love, waiting on waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my savior and he will not fail me for he alone is my safe place. His wraparound presence always protects me as my champion defender. There's no risk of failure with God. Aren't you glad? You can't fail with Him. If you stand with Him, if you stay with Him, if you put your trust in Him, you will not fail. So why would I let worry paralyze me even when troubles multiply around me? I was in multiplied troubles, but... God's glory is all around me. His wraparound presence is all I need. For the Lord is my Savior, my hero, and my life-giving strength. Amen? And this one says, join me, everyone. Trust only in God every moment. Tell him all your troubles and pour out your heart longings to him. Believe me when I tell you, he will help you. Amen? He will always help you. You are never by yourself. Even when you think you're by yourself. You're never by yourself. He's always there. And the angels that surround you all the time. I tell you, I don't take a trip. You know, I drive a lot because um, my kids live in Texas, and sometimes it's just easier to get in my car and go than it is to, especially now, get on the airplane. It's easier to pack and everything. You just throw it all in the car. Well, my son's house is actually 963 miles from my driveway to his house, and I've made that trip many times. But... Every time I go, every time, before I leave the driveway. In fact, usually the day before, I say, Lord, I need you to go ahead and prepare a path for me. You know, I have to drive through Atlanta to get to Texas. So I'm asking you right now to clear the path for me. And angels, I'm telling you, you're going to cover this vehicle from nose to tail and side to side. And I do it when I get on an airplane, too nose to tail, wing tip to wingtip, I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. So Ronda's not going not gonna be in a plane crash. Rhonda's not gonna be in a car accident because The angels surround me and go with me everywhere I go. And if you don't start using that authority all the time in your life, especially with things going through this whole coronavirus thing, you know, I know it's real. I know it's out there. But I'm going to tell you what, if it tried to get on me, it would die as soon as it hit me because I'm not putting up with anything that's from the devil. Amen? And I just, you know, sometimes, you know, my friends... Well, they'll. Well, I have this one girlfriend. She said, "You talk to God about everything." I've told, I've told him, "I know you're really busy with Rhonda, but I need you to help me with something." She told me that the other day, and I said, "Well, I'm sure he's got time for you, you know." But I talk to him about everything. I ask him for everything. He says, "Ask me." There is nothing. There's no. There's no dumb question, right? And God cares about every part of you. Every part, every part would be my kids. Every part would be the home I live in. Every part is my husband. Every part is my grandkids. Every part is from here to Texas. Every part is from here to Florida. Every part. Anything that concerns you, he's all about it. So why not let him be? Doesn't do you any good to worry. Worrying only makes you have wrinkles. And now that I'm getting to be that age, I'm trying to not have any wrinkles. Nothing extra, you know? But you just do you trust him? I mean, do you really trust him? No matter what's gonna come down the path tomorrow, do you really, really trust him? You have to. You absolutely have to. Um so let's look at um Well, it's very familiar. Psalm 91, which I'm sure everyone has probably memorized by now that everything going along. But verses nine and ten, when our lives, when we live our lives within the shadow of the God most high, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? Well, the beginning of that, and I'm reading out of the Passion again. When we live our lives within the shadow of God, the Most High, our secret hiding place. Well, how do you do that? Well, how I did it is worship all the time. If you live a life of worship before God all the time, if you give him everything you have. That song I sang, all my life you have been faithful. I mean, did he bring me through the fire? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Was he a father to me? Yes. Was he a friend? Yes. He was my and is my everything. I don't know how people survive the day, an hour of the day, without having God in their life. So... When you sit, it says, when you sit enthroned under the shadow of the Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under the covering of majesty and hide, his arms of faithfulness are a shield keeping you from harm. Isn't it amazing? God is so big. He's so big. You know, when my friend said that to me, I laughed because I'm like, okay, he's hearing my prayer, he's hearing somebody, he's, he's, everybody all at the same time, and he's got it all. And he never sleeps. He never goes to sleep. Isn't that amazing? God never sleeps. So you can go to bed at night with whatever problem you may have faced that day. And you, you know, the other night I'm, I'm dealing with some other stuff right now. And, um, I woke up several times in the night, the first night here and I just said, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. There's nothing I can do to fix the situation. Absolutely nothing I can do. I've tried. It's not going to work. It's, I can't do it. I don't have the answer, but he has the answer so just turn over in the bed i trust you lord wake up a little bit later no no shut up devil i trust you lord i trust you lord you have it i can't do it you can do it i trust you and he's working it out and i haven't seen the end result yet but i already know i tell my husband don't worry it, God's going to help us. God's going to get us through this. God's going to do it. My husband, who is the man of few words, just says, yep. <laughs> so he agrees with me all the time. But yeah, um, why not give him everything about you? Why not surrender? every? He already knows you. He knows every part of your heart. He knows every thought in your head. He hears all of it. You can't hide from him. So why not give him all of it? Everything. So yeah, surrender. You have to surrender. And when you surrender, yeah, the devil's gonna come and he's gonna really, you know, work hard at it, but uh uh-uh, uh you have authority over him, he's under your feet, amen. So you have to tell him, Go away. You know, I, I was walking years ago, um, around a neighborhood where we lived in Alabama and I was walking, 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 and all of a sudden I saw this big dog and I was by myself, and um, he came down the driveway, and I'm just walking past this house that I'd walked by many, many times before, and all of a sudden, I felt his breath on the back of my heel, and so I'm walking. I think it was after I'd had Jennifer's. So I was trying to get off my baby weight, you know, and... uh I'm walking, 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 and all of a sudden, here's the breath of this dog on my heel, and he was a big dog, and I'm by myself, and of course, this was before cell phones or whatever, too, so all of a sudden, I thought, no, 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 Mm-mm. I think a bit of my grandmother came on me, and I turned around, and I looked at that dog, and I said, you get away from me in the name of Jesus, and that dog went, Whoop. and he ran back up the driveway to his house, but when that happened with me, I thought, you know what? the devil, for one thing, he's an idiot, but he's just he, he thinks he's smart, but he's not. And the name of Jesus is higher than any other name, any other name, any other name, something going on in your life. It's just a name. Just a name. Strife's happening somewhere. It's just a name. Nope. you walk humbly before God. And you worship him and you give him all that other stuff and you just keep going. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to trust him with everything. Every, everything. Jane, when you're over crazy places in Afghanistan and doing all this kind of stuff and you're going, you know, you've got generals and whoever, all those high ranking people and there's cute little Jane. 34-year-old cute little Jane, God's put her in a place that's amazing. Yeah, well, you know what? I pray for Jane. Amen. I pray for Jane, the shelter for Jane, the angels to be over Jane that know where she steps. She won't stumble. Her foot, mm-mm, she won't happen. What not happen, and God gives her favor and puts her, you can ask God for favor in every situation. You can need an, an appointment with a hairdresser or a doctor or whatever, and before you make that call, you can say, Ah, oh, I just need favor with this, Lord. Do you know while the corona thing was going on now, Rhonda's got some serious gray hair. Serious gray hair. More serious than, it's kind of like your color, Ruby. Okay? But Rhonda's not ready to have the white hair yet. So I have to go every three weeks to get my hair done. Well, the coronavirus was going to stop all of that. So I'm like, Lord. um, And I was getting ready to go to Texas for Mother's Day, and I didn't want to be in a picture with my kids for Mother's Day and have hair like you, Dan. (laughs) So I said, Lord, the guy that does my hair, his name is Randy. I said, I need a favor with Randy. I need, I need him, if he wants to come to my house, I don't care. I just need favor with Randy and I need to get my nails done. Cause all that was closed. So I went by Randy's shop because I was supposed to have an appointment with him two days after they had closed all the salons. And I said, uh, I'm going to need you to do my hair. Well, he did my hair that day, which was nice, but then we're talking three more weeks went by and Rhonda's about to leave. And I don't need to have gray hair in Texas. So I just reminded the Lord, Lord, I I need to get my hair done. So you know what happened? My hairdresser called me on the way to his shop. He was going to paint. He said, what are you doing? I said, I'll be sitting in your chair in the next few minutes if that's what you're asking. He said, meet me at the shop. Come come prepared to paint. Come dressed to paint. I said, okay. So I drove over in my blue jeans and ratty old t-shirt and a pair of tennis shoes and I walked in that salon he sat me in the chair he said well you're not going to paint I'm going to paint he painted all the everything walked out said I'll see you in about 45 minutes I got my hair done the next day I called the girl that does my nails and said oh, I know you know this is would you she says well I know you really well I'll come to your house she came to my house and did my nails Did my mama's nails. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is say, I need your favor, Lord. Can I have? And and y'all, I'm sure I'm sure. I know some of you men are like, yeah, her hair done, her nails done, whatever. It was important to me. Well, everything that's important to you is important to God for you. So why not ask him? Why not do it? I'm telling you, you can ask him for anything and he'll help you. Anything. Amen. And another thing that I do, um, because, you know, God, God uses people. So I ask him, I need favor, you know, with this one or that one or whatever. And then, Lord, you know, I need help with this or whatever. So I don't know who you're going to use to do it. it. It doesn't matter to me. But I'm asking you, whoever you, whoever you talk to about me, give them the courage to do whatever it is that you've asked them to do. Why not? So anyway, that's kind of all I have today. I just want, I just want you to trust God. Just trust him. Just like Jerry Horton trusted him when she was 22 years old, full of melanoma. Are you kidding me? Uh Uh-uh. And when she trusted him when your dad was dead, when you, (laughs) I love that story. And she, David's mom, daddy's not breathing in here. All right. I'll be there in just a minute. I mean, are you kidding me? Come on. What do you what do you want from God? What do you want from him? Ask him, ask him and trust him. Amen, because he will do it for you. He will. He's a safe and powerful place to find refuge, Psalm 46. A proven help in the time of trouble more than enough and always available whenever I need Him. Amen? Always available. He's always available. So that's all I got. I love y'all.